he would say he could always borrow his dad's computer, but he didn't want to. He wanted to borrow the good computer. And then I asked him, so why is that computer better? Why is the Mac computer better? And he said, it's just easier to use. Uh, and That's beautiful. It, it is quite beautiful and it just says it all, right? That yes. a child can figure out how to use it and find it easy to use. Welcome to Digital Nordic Creatives, a podcast that brings honest stories and meaningful topics from the world of design and tech. My name is Jesse, and today with me on this episode of Digital Nordic Creatives is Stina Skov, the Senior User Experience Designer at Designit. Stina, welcome to this show. Thank you. Great to have you here. It's great to be here. Um, I'd like to start by asking, how did you get started in user experience design? Maybe you can give us your background and how you got started in this crazy field. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of was a crazy start because when I was studying, user experience was not something that was really talked about. It was all kinds of different areas that are now included in user experience. So I guess that tells a little bit about when I was studying. Um, when I was finished in school, I studied at the university here in Aarhus. Um, I wanted to change public IT in Denmark, you know, make it work for the users and not have all these disaster cases that we always hear about. So I thought that would be easy, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so I started working uh, with public IT. Uh, making it more user-friendly, focusing on the users, involving them in the process, uh, which was kind of interesting, uh, but also hard. (laughs) When did the aha moment happen in the course of your career? The moment when you realized that UX design really was what you wanted to work with? Mm, I think for me that aha moment is kind of hard to define because I started working with UX and I really found that it was what I was good at and and what interested me. But I think my aha moment was when I realized that user experience is more than just IT and it's more than doing wireframes and it's more than looking at information architecture. User experience is in all kinds of products and in all kinds of services. Uh, and for me, that was kind of the aha, that I didn't just have to be a user experience designer within IT, but it could be within anything, really. And user experience is required in, in everything we make to have this human-centered approach. I really think that is what's great about it. it. And it's also what makes it hard to understand, right, that it's so broad. It can be anything. How do you explain it to people who don't have a clue what UX is? Uh, I, I still, I tried when my grandmother lived, I tried to explain it to her and I never uh, succeeded. Um, but I think, you know, I was working, when I was at working at Innovation Lab, we did a lot of stuff with children uh, in public schools. And there was one of these children who said it quite well that uh, when he was at home with his mom and dad, his dad had a PC computer and his mom had a Mac and an Apple computer. And he would 
say he could always borrow his dad's computer, but he didn't want to. He wanted to borrow the good computer. And then I asked him, so why is that computer better? Why is the Mac computer better? And he said, it's just easier to use. Uh, and <laughs> That's beautiful. It, it is quite beautiful and it just says it all, right? That yes. a child can figure out how to use it and find it easy mm-hmm. to use. Um, so I guess when I try to explain user experience, I do it by giving examples mm-hmm. of what a good experience is. Um, but I don't have, you know, the elevator pitch speech for <laughs> UX. I, I've tried to make it a few times, but I've never succeeded. I couldn't help but stalk you on LinkedIn, where some of your colleagues describe you as a pure UX professional. And this is also reflected in your position as senior UX designer. What do you think makes a good UX designer and what do you think makes you a good UX designer? Yeah, it's a hard question to to answer for yourself, I think. Um, It's not something that I walk around and think about. Um, But I think what what makes me and what would make anyone a good UX designer is, is the ability to, you know, dig into the layers of the user's pains and needs and be able to analyze them and communicate them to others. So I think one of the most important things within UX is being able to communicate these pains and needs that the users have to, let's say, designers, developers, clients, to really make them understand, so what is it we're working with and why is it so hard to solve? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is it we need to do to solve these problems? Mm-hmm. So that ability, I think it's, it's kind of hard to... Uh, pin down exactly what it is you need to be able to do to have the ability but um, but I think that's what makes a good UX designer. You worked in various companies like CGI, Denske Commodities and now at Designit. Did you experience a difference when changing from one workplace to the other and what were some of the challenges? Mm, yeah, I think uh, the places I've worked are quite quite different uh, they, they've varied a lot and some of the uh, changes have been going from working uh, in-house like at Danske Commodities I was a UX designer for a UX consultant for people within the company uh, and, and that's a very easy way to work because then my clients and my users are all within the same house or the same building so they're easy to get in touch with and and it's easier to you know get a go on a project and just run with it mm-hmm. so so that's you know kind of one way of of doing the UX thing uh, another way is like here now at design it where I work as a consultant and with many many different clients and many different fields and many different domains and that's something that's really appealing to me Uh, I think when you work in-house, you have kind of one domain that you focus on and you can dig into. And when you're a consultant, you have many domains that you can, yeah, also dig into, but not as deep. Yeah. Um, So you are like an octopus. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) And you're multitasking every day. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. 
what's good uh, here at Design It is that when we have big projects, then we uh, work just on one or two projects at a time. Mm-hmm. So we're not spread out over too many different domains all at once. Yeah. Uh, so it's it works out. Yeah. Chapter two, we will talk about Stine in Designed Land. If someone in this industry doesn't know your name, they have definitely heard of your workplace. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people who haven't heard my name. <laughs> <laughs> But they definitely know Design It, which was in fact founded in this very city in Aarhus um, before it became a global consult- consultancy. At Design It, you create meaningful products, services, and different systems. And of course, you have different uh, departments or teams that you work in, such as digital design, technology, design research and strategy, etc. Um, and each of them specializes uh, in different design disciplines. What does your team focus on and do you collaborate with other teams in certain projects? Yes, we do. We actually collaborate a lot across our different uh, skills. Uh, so in Aarhus today we have three different teams. We have uh, insights and strategy team, which I'm part of. Mm-hmm. We have uh, brand and digital and we have product and technology. Uh, so within my team, we are user experience designers, researchers, business designers, digital designers, uh, a lot of different skill sets put into one team. Yeah. And sometimes within the team, we collaborate in projects, but usually it's actually across the three teams that we set up uh, a project team mm-hmm. and, and do the collaborations and, and finish a project. So. There's a lot of different skill sets put into a project team, which yeah. I think is kind of cool that we get to work with different people in all the product projects that we are part of. Yeah, it does sound very cool to have helping hands always, all the time. Yeah, it um, really is. You mentioned different skill sets. Um, what are some of the tools that help you in your daily work as a UX designer, except for your skill set? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, tools can be... A lot of things, I guess. Uh, whenever we work and we're in a phase of analyzing, we use a lot of uh, analog tools uh, like post-its and pen and paper and blackboards. And uh, it's very physical, yeah. I guess, in <laughs> Those the beginning. Are the best. <laughs> Those are just the best. Uh, then, I guess, in you know day-to-day work, we have a lot of digital tools as well. Uh, We use uh, here at Design It. We use Slack to communicate with each other, and even sometimes with clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have design tools. We use Sketch for design, and yeah, there's just all kinds of digital tools that we use. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, the best tool, which is not really a tool, but it's uh, is to just go out and talk to people in the real world, or talk to your colleagues, or talk to the client, because yeah, that's just the best way to get what it is you need to know. Mm-hmm. And how do you make this transition or this changing of the mindset in talking to people 
and getting that data, qualitative data, uh, into, let's say, pen and paper. Mm. Um, how does this transition happen in uh, your mind? Yeah, it can happen in many ways. I think if we've done actual research or insights, usually we have it recorded. Mm-hmm. And depending on, you know, how deep we need to go into it, we will re-listen to the recording and and uh, pull out the, the essential parts, mm-hmm. uh, either into a keynote or on post-its and then into something digital mm-hmm. up on boards. Uh, usually we start on a blank wall and then we fill it out with post-its and try to make patterns. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, when we kind of have a pattern, we will put it into something digital. Mm-hmm. Do you are you in the process the whole time? Also, when the first wireframes are being made, and mm. um, when when the when the UI part of the project is being worked on? Yeah, I think uh, here UX designers have different roles. Uh, so you can kind of decide what kind of UX designer you want to be. Mm-hmm. Are you the type who are just there in the beginning, in the insights phase, mm-hmm. gathering all the data and crunching it and making it into something that everybody can understand? Mm-hmm. Or do you also follow through in the design phase and uh, implementation phase? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I think usually I'm uh, the going from start to end kind of UX designer. So okay. I've usually follow a project through if it's uh, if it's relevant and if it's possible mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so I'll kind of do all of the different tasks yeah. in, in a project and that can also include doing wireframes and design mm-hmm. um, it's not what I do most but mm-hmm. uh, but I can do it something that's really great here at Design It that all of us designers have an eye for the user experience so it's not just okay the UX designer who uh, advocates the the user's experience. It's also our digital designers and brand Mm -hmm. designers. Uh, So it's it's between all of us, I think. And I think in comparison to what you talked about before, the different companies where you worked, there maybe you had to get the buy-in on user experience design. Exactly. And here it's just, you know, a part of the DNA that... That what we do is something that we make for people yeah uh, and everyone understands that and yes. agrees with that exactly that's great to hear yeah <laughs> that such a place exists in the world <laughs> um what i also really like about design it is the tagline that you have um which is are you a design it the question let's say uh, my question is how do you know when someone is a design it yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think for us, we are here at the Aarhus office and across the offices we have around the world. We're just one big family. Uh, and like you said in the beginning, the office here in Aarhus is where the company was founded. So the culture here is, is quite strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's reflected in all the people who work here. And... I guess that's something that we really emphasize. For instance, when we hire someone new, it's important for us that it's someone who can fit into the culture and and where you know there's just a, a personality match. Uh, mm-hmm. For us, I guess that's at least as important as the skill set that the people come with. 
mm-hmm. that they fit into to the family. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I understand. Yeah, being a being an open-minded person who's you know happy and wants to be open and be together with all the other designers. That's something that's important to us. Mm-hmm. Do you also apply this to when hiring um, an intern, for example, in Design It? Uh, is it the same mindset and the same approach? Yes, Considering definitely. that they really I think are here to learn When hiring interns, it's even more important to focus on the personal skills and and you know fitting in with the culture more than the skill set because interns are uh, here to learn and and experience what it's like to be working in a company and learning the uh, ways of doing and actually just learning how to have a job uh, mm-hmm. and then I think it's just more important that it's someone who uh, has the right mindset and has that mindset that they're here to learn and here to learn how to work and and see how that is at a place like Design It. Uh, and then of course interns uh, have to you know get their hands on some real tasks within whatever field they want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when hiring for us it's more important that that they will fit in and that they will be open-minded about trying out different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also have a design education at Design It. Um, can you tell me more about that and how you're involved with this initiative? Yeah, so the the education part that's on our website is really one of the offerings that we have. Uh, okay. So it's uh, it's part of uh, you know three uh, three offerings that we have. We do uh, products and services, kind of. You know the the classic work that we do, uh, delivering some kind of product or service to a client, whether that's a new system or website or app or uh, a physical product. Uh, and then we have uh, venture, which is kind of a new offering we have, mm-hmm. uh, working together with uh, venture companies, startups, and okay. uh, creating some new businesses from that. And then we have education which is not uh, you know internal design and education programs okay but it's offering education to our clients that could be uh, boot camps or mm. workshops or you know when we finish off a, a project that we've done with them then implementing it into their organization and educating them about okay so how do you actually make this live in in your real world Um, instead of just leaving it by the door saying so here you have a new service make it work yourself (laughs) so that's the kind of the education part that we have so you make sure that your concept whatever you have produced for for the company actually follows through exactly and you educate the company yes that that must be one of your core competences at design it i think i think it is yeah um and it's something that we do in all of our projects uh, and we think that it's important enough to have as you know one of our special offerings mm-hmm. it's, uh, it is really one of the core things
So now we will go into the chapter Stine the mentor. Stine, you have been a mentor before here at Design It. You've tried it sometimes and uh, it must have been quite a quite an experience, I believe. Yes. Definitely. How how did you feel while mentoring? What were some of the challenges and some of the values that that you got from this experience? I yeah, I think uh, being able to be a mentor is a great experience, and uh, you know, kind of giving back a little is is nice. Uh, I think the challenges of being a mentor is. Uh, that you have to uh, somehow make another human human being perform the best that they can within what they can do. Uh, and kind of uh, understanding the level that they're at and lifting them up. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. I mean, it's it's easy to just work together and you know give each other uh, tasks to do and perform them to the best you can. Mm-hmm. But then what can be hard is afterwards uh, giving the right critique, giving uh, advice that will uh, make this person be even better the next time mm-hmm. that this task occurs. So I think that is challenging, but it's also rewarding because uh, for me it's usually mentoring interns and interns they come directly out of school and have all this energy and all these <laughs> great ideas. Uh, and sometimes they uh, they have ideas and have heard about things that that we haven't heard about or that we don't talk that much about so they will actually come with a lot of great input and you know have another perspective to all the the issues and all the the projects that we're working on mm-hmm. so i think that's really really great <laughs> uh, and it's something that definitely makes it worth being a mentor yeah to for instance, interns or junior designers. Mm-hmm. And for me as a beginner, it's very insightful to to have this shared by you. And uh, and it's also, it was also very insightful that you shared pieces from your professional life. Um, and my very last question is, if you would go back in time and meet your younger self uh, back when you were studying, you, you said yourself that it was many years ago. Yeah. What would be three advices that you would give to her? Yeah, if I should only give her three advices. <laughs> I think, Maybe you can give her more. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, uh, one thing that, that I would have liked to know uh, when I was studying was to be patient and persistent at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you finish school, you kind of have this idea that, oh, now I'm going to go out and be a rock star within <laughs> my field. Uh, and maybe some there are some young, talented people who can just go out and, and rock the world. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes it's good to to be patient and try things out. and But, you know, not patient in the way that you just give up, but patient in a persistent way that you know you keep working at it uh, and and you'll get there mm-hmm. i think that's one advice that i would give to to stine back at school mm-hmm. uh, another thing i would tell her would be to uh, to stay curious i think through school 
we're very curious and we try out different fields and have all these different subjects that we have to go through or that we select to go through and and we're quite curious mm -hmm. as students and then sometimes when we then finish school and go get a job then we end up within a certain area and then that's where we put our effort and our work mm -hmm. and I think it's important to at least in the beginning of our work life to stay curious and still try out different things in different areas because I don't know I didn't know when I was 27 what I wanted to work with for the rest of my life I, I guess I still don't know mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's important to keep trying out new things and and just see where it goes mm -hmm. um, and finally the third advice would be to Uh, to be very open and open-minded. Uh, I think I was, and I think a lot of students are very open-minded, um, but when you enter the world of, of UX, it's very much a collaboration. Uh, so it kind of leads back to the, the rock star point, mm -hmm. um, that nobody is a rock star within UX. It, it will be a collaboration between a lot of different people to get the right user experience. Mm -hmm. um, so of course, as UX designers, we have a lot of say in what is the good user experience, but getting it just right is you know, a collaboration. So yeah. staying open to input from others is very important, I think. Mm -hmm. And this, this point follows you to this day it does. in your work to yes. at Design It. Yeah. That's it great. really does. If I should get, you know, a fourth advice, it would be, yeah. you know, get some experience, get the basics right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just just start working and mm -hmm. and build up on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you say the basics, do you mean certain certain skills, mm -hmm. hard skills? Um, I yeah, I guess from school there are very few schools who actually teach how to go in and work on a project mm -hmm. uh, so I think what I would recommend would be to if it's at all possible somehow to follow a project from start to end so you kind of try out the different areas and the different steps in a project mm -hmm. uh, what do we start with, what do we do then, what is required, and how do we wrap it all up and make it nice and pretty yeah. at the end. Uh, <laughs> I think if it's possible, then that's what I would recommend new UX designers to do. Because yeah. then they can get a feeling of, so what is it that I find interesting? And where is it that my talent lies? Mm -hmm. These were great advices. <laughs> I hope so. If you're just starting out in the field like I am, remember Stine's advices on trying out different parts of the design process and keep an open mind about the opportunities that you get. Life is an endless learning journey. And if you want to share parts of it with us here at Digital Nordic Creatives, find us on Facebook and Twitter under the handle at Nordic Creatives and do mention anything that you want to share with us. We're very open to your comments and your thoughts about our podcast. For this episode, I've been your host, Jessie, and I hope you have enjoyed it. 
for the next episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud or your preferred podcast channel on Digital Nordic Creatives and stay tuned for the next episodes. Until then, have a great summer. Bye!